on now. Here I am. Here I am. Welcome, welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. Like I said, I am your uh, comedic best pal, I'd say. You want to talk about stuff that's hard to talk about? Come and hang out with me. We'll talk about it all. Today on the show, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about Nancy Reagan. Hoggity, hoggity. Oh my goodness. We're going to talk about Billie Eilish and her talking about porn on Stern. You know, I'm a huge Howard Stern lover. I'm a huge Howard Stern listener and lover. And I really feel like he's just getting better and better in his old age. <laughs> We're Capricorns, he and I. So we that's just what happens. Um, anyway, Get Wood is your favorite thing to do on a Tuesday or whenever you happen to watch it. And how about some fun stuff going on this week? Did you have a good week or is it insane? It's a little insane, right? Because why? Well, let's chat about it. Fucking Christmas, am I right? <laughs> I mean, Christmas, am I right? Whoa, Nelly, how come do you see that or do I just see that? I don't know. We'll see. I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the channel and for showing up and hanging out with me and for uh, always just being so delicious and delightful. And I love my listeners. I'm just going to say that right now. I love my listeners. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for sending your donations and your loveliness my way. I just I can't even tell you how grateful I am. I, I mean, come on, I wore a hat. It's winter solstice, shortest day of the year, longest night of the year. Let's get ready. Let's do this. Let's get some wood, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, okay, what to start with? What to start with? Okay, let's start with healthy sex. Uh, what a concept, am I right? Like non-awkward talkative, even fun, like a little bit of a good time, sex. Oh my God, can you stand it? I can, and I will, and I want to talk about it. So uh, how do you get to have good sex? How do you learn to have good sex? Now, a lot of us have uh, watched porn or looked at magazines, or maybe our parents gave us a book. I did a documentary about sex education because I was flabbergasted that there is no sex education curriculum for the U.S. There's none in this entire nation. Every city that has a junior high or high school, they can teach whatever they want in terms of sex. So that's dangerous. I think that's a little dangerous because, excuse me, abstinence, that's not a, that's not a thing. It's just not. You can't, it's like saying that we won't ever get hungry. Do you know what I mean? Oh, don't show them any food and then they'll never get hungry. No, it's hormonal. It's natural. It's sex. It's delicious. And how the fuck do we learn how to do it and in a calm and shameless manner? Shameless, like it, asking for what we want, knowing what we want. How are you going to know what you want unless you work it on yourself first, right? I am a huge proponent, curb, proponent, proponent of diddling. You know, it, it was, it's in my song. Um, I have a song that I haven't sang in a couple weeks, but I do. I talk about diddling myself and how I love it. And really, I masturbate like a man. I mean, not like this. I wouldn't feel a thing. What was this? This is some bullshit. What's going on here? But really, like a lot, like a lot. 
you know, because I do work for myself and I tend to be a little lax on my breaks here. <laughs> How many breaks I take for the day. So, uh, oh, I think I like the shade of the hat more than the light of the hat. Uh, so how do we learn? Now, if you're someone like myself and you grew up in a household where people were having sex in front of you, but were not explaining it at all, and it looked kind of violent, well, or either, okay, so my people, Mama L and the axe murderer, uh, that was her boyfriend's nickname because he slept with his guns. I know, adorable, come on. You, you want to talk about how you learn about sex? You watch the people that are your caretakers. Now, for those of you just on audio, I did an air quote for caretakers because let's be honest, we have to use that word really sparingly. <laughs> you know, raised. I use that word loosely. We were raised by these people. Well, not really. So they were also stuck in their web of shame and awkwardness and not knowing that they could say no if the sex was bad or if it hurt or if it was too violent, you know, and it has just gotten more and more in our, it's like literally and basically the way guys are choking you out and spitting on your pussy like that quick. It's, it's as if it's just brought into the zeitgeist and we're like, okay with it. Nobody's going to say anything. Well, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say a lot of things. And first off, I'm going to say this. Stop choking us unless we ask for it, please. Because this is not a judgment call on whether or not people like sex rough or soft or they're, you know, GG or Ouija. It's nothing like that. This is not a shame game. This is the opposite of that. This is what do you like? Figure it out. Can you? Do you have the room in your life to figure it out? Take five minutes before you go to sleep and touch yourself. You know, these are the these are the things that I recommend. Because if you're raised like myself in a household where they're having very intense sex and you're a, a small child and you have no idea what this means and what you'll likely do is go and try to mimic what you've seen, right? So that to me meant violence, a little bit of violence, a little bit of I'm a little scared and what's going on here and not being able to say, hey, this doesn't feel good. Could we do something else or could we like back it up a little bit and then go and try something else? Like if we're not even, even getting told how sex works, once the dick is in us, we don't know. We don't want to disappoint the guy because that's what we're all raised up to feel like we're responsible for. We're responsible for everybody else's feelings except our own. Oh, you want to be responsible for your own feelings? You want to feel good? You whore, you witch, burn her. You know what I mean? So it's really this unlearning of this old idea. Yes, it's patriarchy. Yes, it's where we're from. And really, I hope that you did have a strong parental unit that cared for you. I really hope that you got that special um, talk. I have met women who've had the sex talk. And guess what? No unwanted pregnancies. No STDs use a condom all the time. I mean, it's amazing what will happen when you get lessons, when you get learned. I mean, my God. Ooh, look at that arm. That's a that's a jiggly substitute teacher arm. That's what I call that. Like, quiet in the back. 
quiet in the back. You see that? That's a that's not a nice thing to say about yourself. But because I say, oh, I'm a comic. I could say whatever. It doesn't matter. No, we have to be gentle with ourselves. <laughs> be careful of what you speak, of how you speak on yourself. Oh, now I have a hair in my eyeball. All right. So how does one learn about sex? Well, I did love what Billie Eilish was saying this week. Um, not all of it, but I did love that she was able to personalize her experience and share it with us in a non-shameful way. And if you didn't hear or read anything about her uh, this week talking to Stern, what she talked about was being exposed to pornography at, you know, 11 and 12 uh, years old and being a young girl and not knowing what else there was besides sex and... Uh, <laughs> I just got a very exciting online strips without clothing message. I don't know what that means, but it, it excites my loins. Um, so I, I have, uh, I have, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have figured out that, um, by listening to, to Billie Eilish talk and she, she said, you know, she didn't get any sex talk. So she just had the porn to look at. And that is what is usual. That is what is the usual for everyone. Unfortunately, these kids, because there's no fun way to learn about sex when you're a kid. And I am here to tell you that I am here to tell you. Hi, it's me, your friend Jess, and we are here to talk all about the sex. Okay, so I've talked a bunch already in this first 10 minutes about touching yourself and finding out what feels good for you. That's the first step in it all. Yeah, figuring it out, you know, because a lot of us are raised without even understanding our bodies at all. And again, as women being told that we're just here to please and you got to look hot and you got to, you know, suck a good dick and you got to, I mean, listen, I come from a long line of dick suckers and I'll tell you this, they're very proud women. They're very, very proud women. So it's, it's, it skews it. Look, I understand sucking it. It feels great. Let's have some intimacy. Let's put a dick in our mouth. Let's shove his head down to lick our pussy. I mean, it's, that is what we want. That is the intimacy we want, but here's what we don't want. Shoving it, choking on it, spitting on it. I mean, unless you unless you request that. Again, no shame in the game, but don't just automatically go to the most violent and upsetting images that you've seen on the porn that you now are practicing on your girl or your boy, unless they ask for it. You know what I'm talking about? But again, how do you have a healthy sex life when you come from violence or abuse or uh, abandonment? It's very hard. And we're constantly... Uh, fighting with our own selves in terms of, oh my God, are they going to like me if I say no, or I say I don't like this? Like I told you about a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago now that I had sex with that young guy and he started choking me and I had to remove his hand from my ne uh, neck, not because I wanted to stop having sex, but because I didn't want to die while we were having sex. And he was so handsome and cute and I didn't want to disappoint. Again, we have this thing as women, unfortunately, not all of us, but a lot of us, the, the pleasing thing. So I, I took his hand gently and I said, you're very cute, but please don't kill me tonight. You know, it, it, you have to kind of preface it, or at least I felt like I had to preface it with a, a little loving cutesy thing. 
But the guy, you know, is choking me because that's what he thinks is sexy because that's what's on the pornography, the pornography. And uh, I love talking to older people about it, you know, people older than me even, oh, my God. And they, they, and they are so bewildered. They're like, I talked to my friend in New York the other day, and she goes, what are they talking about? They're like, and she sounds like my aunt, I know. What are they talking about? Why don't they just learn to have good sex? And I'm like, because no one is talking about it. That's why. Because everyone's so afraid to be vulnerable with each other. I mean, that's why we all act out in these ways. So here's the thing. I think Billie Eilish, what a lovely young lady for talking so openly about this this porn stuff and how it fucked her up. But here's what I want to ask. Where was your mama? I think I'm probably her mama's age and I sh- you got to sit down those kids when they're like single digit now. You can't wait for the fucking coming home from college and be like, you know, we never did chat about you and sex. They're going to be like, I've already been pregnant twice. I've already had, you know, the crabs. I mean, my God, we have to watch out for our kids. We have to, we say we want to protect our kids, but really I am positive that there are girls out there having babies who've never had an orgasm before. And that's what I'd like to stop. I'd like to invite all y'all to have an orgasm. Give yourself an orgasm and that way you know how to get one. Oh my God, titty shake, titty shake. Now, if you're a Gen Xer, you know that uh, the Gong Show was a really famous show when we were kids and my titty shake is akin to the clapping that the host did. Thank you so much. Hey, let's get off this whole sex and how do we get rid of shame thing. Let's get into a couple fun stories, shall we? I did uh, perform this week in Rio Rancho, which I'd never been to. And let me tell you something. I'm not running back. I'm not running back. You hear a lot about me going other places on this show. I've gone to Santa Fe. I've gone to the... uh, the, the, the cliff dwellings, the petroglyphs. I've done a lot of stuff since I've been here in the old Burke. And apparently I'm not allowed to say Burke because I'm not from here. But I'm going to motherfucking say it. And so I went to the Rio Rancho show. And let me tell you something. You pay attention when you walk into an establishment, especially as a comedian. You know, I don't have the best vocabulary, but boy, I watch. I see. You know what I'm saying? I pick up on shit going on. And here's what I picked up on going into this establishment in Rio Rancho. First thing I saw on the way into this place, a string. You know, they have outside of bars, they'll have like a Dos You know, it'll be like a string of the bottles that are advertising it. Well, these were American flags. And if you know me, you know that doesn't work for me. You know, I was raised by hippies. I was raised by hippies and brought up by gangs. Do you know what I'm talking about? The American flag means shit to me. Do you understand? I'm one of those people that got in trouble for it. When I was a little kid, I wore it as a skirt and yeah, I got in trouble. Yeah, I wore a fucking American flag as a skirt. Why? Because I'm a rebel and I come from rebellious people. And guess what else? America sucks ass so they can suck my dick. I'm going to wear the fucking flag. And yeah, I know I'm saying America sucks ass and I'm actually taking advantage of the freedom of speech here. So yes, I know. I know. It's a, it's a hypocritical thing to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm aware. I'm aware that I wouldn't be able to do this in a lot of other countries. And that's why the fuck I'm doing it. Are you kidding me? Pledge of Allegiance? American flag? Suck a dick. There's no such thing as freedom and equality for everybody in America. We know this if we're hip to the scene, y'all. And y'all is hip to the scene. So fuck 
fuck it. Anyway, so there's a flags outside of this establishment that I'm about to go and walk in and do comedy at. And I'm like, oh, no, dear. And I try not to judge too harshly. But guess what? I was raised by a woman who hated white people. So as soon as I saw those American flags across the thing, I was like, oh, dear. And then I, I enter into this establishment. Oh, good God. It looks like all of my parents and their friends. And I'm not, let me tell you something. Mama L, she was a hip old broad. And Bryce, eh, I don't even know if he's my real dad. But the maybe daddy and those people, they're all right. They're kind of hip, actually. These folks, I don't know. I don't know these people. These are the people that were okay with the January 6th. Do you know what I mean? That's what this crowd was. was like, you know what? Those folks were just on a tour of the Capitol. Are you out of your fucking mind? So... I wore my Jewish star uh, necklace, my Star of David, which my Aunt Vicky reminds me. Very brave. Very brave. <laughs> because they hate us. Uh, so I was wearing that, and I was, I was a little nervous. There were not – it was a lot of white uh, and that American flag – banner outside i was like oh dear and you know the vibe that they gave me i will say this now i didn't bomb i didn't have a horrible set but the vibe that they gave me was oh god here we go another lady talking squawking probably gonna mention her period or something that's the vibe that was coming off of these ladies and gentlemen so sure I had a, a good time. I always have a good time on stage. Thank you so much. And I want to thank the folks who did come out, Who, if you're listening and watching, because what's weird is that I'll get this kind of, uh, you know, kind of a cold vibe sometimes from a crowd. And then the next day, my social media is shot up with followers. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you like a lady, but you don't want to admit it in front of all your friends. Okay. You know what? Your secret's safe with me, boo. I will not embarrass you. But you know who I will embarrass right now? That bitch, Nancy Reagan. Come on. Wait a second here. Speaking about America, speaking about hypocrisy, are you out of your goddamn mind? This bitch was the blowjob queen of the 40s in Hollywood. Come on. That's right. That's why Ronnie Reagan always had that stupid fucking smile on his face. Was that joke already made this week? I don't know. I don't watch my other people that might do this. I don't care. Do you know what I'm talking about? Here's the thing. I came up with Reagan as my president. And let me tell you something. We were already on welfare. And as soon as that fool hit the fucking White House, we went further down. Do you know what I'm talking about? It, it, the, it was a lot like right now. Inflation was up. Uh, the, the environment was fucked up. We, there were storms and floods and earthquakes and all kinds of shit. Yeah, like kind of what's happening right now. But there was no goddamn pandemic virus shit. <laughs> the only thing that was trying to kill me were the people that I was living with and they didn't mean to they just were not paying attention you know you can't blame the hippies they were fucking out of it and you know what's great is right before my mom died and i was hanging out with her she said to me oh you know what jesse i am so sorry and i said oh my god mom thanks really and she goes yeah we really fucked you guys up And I was like, oh, my God, I got the apology. I don't have to go yell at a gravestone every year or yell at the I keep her ashes in the corner over here. And, you know, I have an altar. I have an ancestor's altar. What do you think? These snakes in this hat? What do you think? This is a game. (laughs) I love you, Schnecky.
so, uh, Rio Rancho, you know what? Thank you for having me. It was a nice payout. Actually, it was a nice payday. And apparently, it's a lot of rich white people over there. So I thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for your time and your energy. Although, fuck you for the one guy in the front who was heckling me the whole time. And let me tell you something. I can deal with a heckler. But this fucking guy was tricky because it's like he was hitting on me. He's like, hey. <laughs> and I go, hey, man, what's up? And he goes, you're like. Billy Idol. Billy Idol? Billy Idol? Wait, what? I said, do you mean like Billy Eilish? Like we have the same haircut? Oh. I said, you know what, sir? You're kind of cute. You better watch out. Stop talking to me because you are, uh, what did I call him? Chubby Brown Man. No, Chubby Man Brown. Mm, and I like Chubby Man Brown. So watch your back, sir. Watch your back. That's right. I deal with hecklers by threatening to make out with them. So I always feel like that's, you know, gonna, it's, it'll always work out. It'll always work out for me. <laughs> Speaking of shows, if you're in the Albuquerque area, please come to Revel next Wednesday, the 29th. It's a showcase and they're going to be filming it. And I would love to have some good laughers in the house for me supporting my work. Come on down. Oh, it's so much fun. It's going to be a great show. I mean, I don't really know who's on it, <laughs> but I'll be great. So come on down and support your pal. I think it's five bucks. So just just do it. Why not? Um, okay, what else? Listen, Nancy Reagan, we were talking about Nance. Okay, she was such a bitch when she was the first lady. She was just say no. That was her who started that just say the dare program. Are you out of your goddamn blowjob mind, woman? Get your hypocritical, uh, I I can't with her and them. And, and he's just like a puppet. I mean, he was. And, you know, punk rock was really thriving in the 80s. And I have to just say, shout out to the punk rockers and all the bands that taught me about uh, vivisection, which is uh, uh, testing on animals. I used to go to anti-vivisection rallies when I was a little kid. Fucking, and I wasn't with my parents who were hippies. They didn't know shit about shit. All the anti-war, anti-vivisection, all these, you know, be, what is it? Love animals, don't eat them kind of shit. That was from the punk rockers. That's, I learned that from the punk rockers. You know what else I learned from the punk rockers? That I was a deadhead. That's right. I had no idea about the Grateful Dead before I met these punk rockers. And I was tie-dyeing my hair and the whole shit. And they were like, you're a deadhead. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So Nancy Reagan, God damn. You know, these things that come out about people, you're like, if we would have known you were the blowjob queen in the 80s, we would have celebrated you. But you were the dare, uptight dare bitch with a stick up her butt. And we didn't understand. All those pantsuits were just covering up all the jizz. <laughs> Woo, Nancy. Naughty, naughty Nancy. And you know what? There's nothing the matter with blowjobs. Blowjobs are great. Cunnilingus, fan-fucking-tastic, especially if you know what you're doing. And if he doesn't or she doesn't know what they're doing, please gently, gently caress the top of their head and, and hold maybe a bit of hair or skull and just guide. Just gently guide. And you can also move your hips. Ew. And it's not a shameful thing. And if you are under the impression that even talking about sex, much less 
mentioning it in the bedroom while it's happening, there's something wrong with that. Please let me, let me convince you different. If anyone tells you that you're embarrassing yourself or that, ew, what are you talking about? That's not the one for you. You don't want to be intimate with that fool or chick. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. So thank you. Uh-huh. Nancy Reagan, faker. Oh, I'm, I wear pantsuits and I don't want kids to do drugs. Bitch, you are rolling on Molly and sucking all the dicks in sight. So suck my left titty. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking talking mad shit to Nance. Anyway, let's get on with this thing. Uh, Jeff Garland was also uh, asked to leave a, well, Nancy wasn't asked to leave. She was invited back a lot, I'm sure. But uh, Jeff Garland was uh, asked to leave the set of the Goldbergs, the entire show of the Goldbergs. He was fired this week for inappropriate jokes to the stand-in. Now, let me tell you something here. <laughs> just no shit talk about a stand-in, but motherfucker, that's a great job. That is a great fucking job. Now, okay, you don't get to say any lines and you're not on the show, but you're there, you're getting paid to just stand in the light. And, you know, Garland, as well as myself, I have said a ton of inappropriate jokes on movie and television sets, and I haven't been canceled yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't even been discovered yet. <laughs> but really, it's hard when you're a comedian. It's, oh, it's like Al Franken. You know what I mean? Maybe we shouldn't take up some areas. Or maybe when we get onto the set or into the Senate or somewhere like that, there's a little caveat in our contract that says, if inappropriate jokes are made, remember, these people are comics first. We're comics first. I can't help the inappropriate shit that flies through my head that I just throw out to the the ether. I don't give a fuck. What am I scared of? What are we scared of? Now, Al got fired. Jeff got fired. I've been looming about in the ether. Uh, but here's the thing. We as comics should be remembered as comics. We're not hurting anyone's feelings. We're not coming there and being mean and cruel. There's a joke being said. And guess what? Remember that caveat we had in our contract? I'm a comic first. I'm a comic first. So I'm going to... I'm not going to take back that joke I made about the blowjob on set. I did a movie once where I had to put a gun in my mouth. It was very nerve-wracking, very nerve-wracking. You can go and watch it. It's the spill. It's the spill. It's the Phil Spector. Uh, it's, it's called Phil Spector. It's by David Mamet. I have a gun in my mouth. It's very intense, but because it was so intense and it was so dramatic that every time we cut... I started making blowjob jokes to the man that was acting across from me. He did not enjoy this. He was a very serious actor. And he said, who's, who's this woman? And why is she? Well, I was a girl at the time. She said, who's this girl? And why is she making these jokes? Hey, I'm a comic first. And then I come and act in your fucking goddamn acting shit. And it's like, calm down, actors. Like that fool from Secession. Calm the goddamn down method actors. And you never see a method. You know what I, I read this week? I forgot who said it, but God bless him, man. I never fucking seen uh, someone do method acting and be nice. Do you know? Like Nicole Kidman with their method, whatever the fuck that even that accent was for Nine Perfect Strangers. Who even knows what the fuck she was doing? Anyway. Garland is a comic first. Look, 
I was with my auntie. We were packing up my dead mother's stuff from the place where she was at. And the woman who was one of the, you know, helpers at the place, she said to us, oh, your mom, she she touched a lot of people. And then I looked at my aunt and I said, yeah, inappropriately. But, yeah, she sure did. So, look, I even am joking on my old ma. So, you know, it's like uh, Eminem. Do you think I would fuck with my mother just to get recognition? No. How about you, you know, getting blamed for trying to find drugs in the kitchen? <laughs> it's not the line. That's not the lyric at all, Jessica. All right. Well, here you go. Uh, so, Jeff Garland, ugh, keep fucking joking, man. What do you think he said? I, I wonder what he said. They didn't publish what he said, but if you find it, you send it to your pal, Jess. All right. Lastly, I was wearing my headphones the other day. I have these big fat headphones. They're not beats. I can't afford it. Who cares? I can hear the fucking music. All right, calm down, you label whores. And I'm, uh, I'm listening to my headphones, and I go into the local Dollar General, and I can tell that the girl behind the counter is saying something to me, but I'm like, ah, eh, she's probably like, oh, welcome. You know, they always, it's very nice here for as much meth and murders everyone sells welcome in like when pe when you go into an establishment here they all say welcome in hi welcome in and i'm like oh my god it's so nice but then you go outside and you could get murdered or blow up in a meth uh, house but i love it here so much and so i go into dollar general she says something i don't know what the fuck she says but then i get to the counter and i take my headphones off because i am a i'm not a monster <laughs> i'm talking to her and she said to me Miss, I was trying to talk to you when you came in. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you, was it something I needed to do? And she said, no, but there could have been an active shooter in here and you have your headphones on. It's very dangerous. There's been active shooters here all week. Oh, yeah, probably. You know, that's the thing that fucks with me here. Being brought up in Los Angeles and Hollywood and then living in in New York in like the Lower East Side and heroin and gang members and shootouts and all kinds of shit. I'm like, oh, Albuquerque, you're adorable. So I go outside and I'm like, look at how pretty it is. Nobody's going to murder me or snatch me up. And actually, I just heard that I am still snatchable. <laughs> Compliment. Well, the thing is, is uh, on a on a serious note for a second, this place is the biggest sex trafficking uh, town in all of the nation. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But I felt safe walking around because I'm like, I'm a lady of a certain age. That's I've aged out of sex trafficking. And people were like, no, you haven't. Look at you. I'm like, well, hello, complimentary thrown into the van. <laughs> I don't want to be taken away, but it's a compliment to think about it, you know? Oh, Albuquerque. Adorable. Uh, hey, Christmas is on the Saturday, I believe, right? It's the eve on Friday, and I just want to say you don't have to worry. Don't worry about it, man. If you're a Jew, you're not worrying about it. But if you're anyone else who feels, you know... I know a I know a wonderful person who doesn't even live in a home and is you know struggling with the Christmas holiday. And what I'll say to you what I say to them. Don't let it get you. Don't let it get it's not real. It's not. It's just a bunch of shit they want you to buy. It's the same kind of thing as what we deal with with all holidays in America. Hey, how much can you spend? How much can you get in debt? How much can you feel badly that you don't like your family? Like all these fucking things that come up. It's so unfair. So I'm just here to tell you, don't 
take it seriously. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's just like the flag or the anthem. Bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? So what what you can do is what I've done. You get a little treat. You have a little candy. Maybe you put some lights up or a treat. You don't have to be a bah humbug fucking screwed ass bitch. But to have it in perspective, you know? Like, I love the Nutcracker. The ballet? Oh, I love it. I've seen it live. Tell you a little story before I let you go. That's right. We're going a little long today, folks. Because why? Because I have a story to tell you about the Nutcracker and myself. And this is a story of uh, joy, finding joy in the little places, and also uh, a, a young woman who happens to have retardation. You can say that. That's a science word. Okay, here we go. I was with my ex-boyfriend. He took me to see the Nutcracker Ballet. I asked him for it, the tickets for my birthday, which is right after Christmas. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's not a story. Is, is it an uplifting story? Maybe. Is it, a, is it one of my favorite friends' favorite stories? Yes. So this is a shout-out for Maureen. Maureen, I hope you're watching. So I uh, get taken to the Nutcracker. I am a little suspicious at first because it's uh, 10 in the morning. So 10 in the morning on a Saturday and going to the city center, which in New York City, a beautiful venue, but not really for a ballet. Uh, but we go, it's 10 in the morning, and all I see are children and their parents flooding into the venue. And I look at my boyfriend and I say, what kind of show is this? And he goes, it's the Nutcracker. And I'm like, okay. So we go into the venue, we get our tickets, we get them, you know, torn and we're walking in. And in the lobby, there is a big table that is featuring paper crowns and they're free and anyone could take them and I was like oh my god what kind of nutcracker is this I am taking a paper crown I'm wearing a paper crown I have a paper crown now and so I was so excited my boyfriend not so much I put on the crown we go and find our seats meanwhile again there are children everywhere there are parents with ziploc baggies with cheerios in them and celery sticks and i'm like the fuck is going on here and my boyfriend goes it's the nutcracker so i go okay so i sit down i'm sitting there and uh, a woman and her daughter who i think her daughter is like maybe 20 or in her 20s they come and sit behind me now as soon as they sit down the young woman goes i can't see and i immediately remove my crown and I realize I'm in front of someone that might have just a uh, uh, a slower um, situation. So I'm, I have a lot of love. Take off the crown. The mom, not so happy. She says, Maureen. And as you may have noticed, Maureen is the name of the young woman behind me. Maureen is also the name of the woman who enjoys this particular story. So, the lights go down. Maureen behind me screams, I can't see. The mom says, Maureen. And what I believe maybe pinched her because then Maureen went, ow. Uh. Now, my boyfriend and I are just stone still because the lights have gone down, but not all the way. No, they haven't gone all the way down. Why are there still, there's fucking house lights. What's going on? Because the children can't be in complete dark, just like Maureen behind me. 
not okay with it. All right. So they lift the lights a little bit. Sure, fine. All of a sudden, there's a man on stage who's greeting us like a like he knows us. Hello, everyone. And he's the narrator. Now, I always knew there was kind of a narrator in the Nutcracker, but not really like on stage. It's just kind of the music would go. And you'd go, oh, there's the chick. And she's going to open the thing. And the Nutcracker, she's got that weird uncle that makes everything come to life and fucking dance around. I don't really know the story, but I like the music. So I'm watching. But this fucking guy's going off. And he has this big book. And it's a pop-up book of the Nutcracker. Now, I realize... All of a sudden, I realize it hits me as it might have hit you seven minutes ago when I started this fucking story. Well, I'm at a goddamn child's version of the Nutcracker. This is not Tchaikovsky's situation. This is Childkovsky's situation. This has nothing to do with adults. I, me and my boyfriend are the only adults there without children. I took a crown. Maybe I, like Maureen, have a real need to feel like a child. Now, I have a need and I see it. Maureen has a need and she doesn't see it, so she has to continue living with her mom. So we're sitting there, we're listening to the narrator speak, and he's speaking and he says, now everyone listen quietly to the show, because after the show, a special child will be chosen from your chair number, and you, you will receive this pop-up book of the Nutcracker. And he barely gets out Nutcracker. And behind me, Maureen screams out, I want that book! And that is business. The mom says, Maureen! And again, I believe there was a pinch involved. Ow! Okay. So Maureen's got her her, her crown on. I can't wear mine because Maureen's interference. But then we continue to watch the show. Now the show is only about 40 minutes. I don't know how they, it was like, and it was like, she got the doll, the, the uncle showed up there was some magic a mouse uh, jammed a knife into somebody then a guy came out and fought the mouse and then the nutcracker won and the girl won the nutcracker and then everyone was happy and it was over but before it was over there were a bunch of kids getting oh they were getting dragged out let me tell you something about birth control go to a child if you have a teenager in your house who's having unprotected sex take them again this is a sex positive sex uh positive positive baby because i'm positive this will work take your teenager to a a show where there are only children and and watch how they put a condom on every time the next time they fuck <laughs> guarantee i guarantee it so needless to say maureen nor i won the book at the end of the show but uh what a hoot it was what a hell of a hoot and maureen my grown-up i hope that you've enjoyed maureen my child like grown-ups story that's that. And before I go, let's remind you, I have a Patreon. I know it's so funny. I asked for money, but it's fun. There are fun things on my Patreon, like $5 and I'll record an outgoing message for you on her voicemail and any character voice that you would like. And I will say whatever you like, but nothing hateful. And that is my discretion. My discretion. Please read the small print. Uh, it goes up. There's merchandise. There's stickers. There's t-shirts. There's boy shorts. It's so exciting. I'm very excited to be here. Also, you can just Venmo me if you're feeling really frisky and you can Venmo me. I have all my stuff on the on the show notes. And if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. It's free. And God, it's so much fun. Am I right? <laughs> is that me tooting my own horn? Fuck yeah, it is. Burp, 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 burp. Okay, listen, I'm going to go. 
you have yourself a, a happy week uh, or a sad week. Enjoy it however you want. Eat, uh, drink, don't hurt yourself, don't hurt anybody else. You're doing a great job. I love you so much for being here with me. It really helps me to be consistent and because I know that this life is so inconsistent and so filled with so many funky flaws and weirdness. I always say it's very beautifully tragic, this this life. So I hope you've gotten something out of today. And look, I put something up because people last week were like, where's the background? Where's the background? And then other people were like, we love how we can just see you and concentrate on you. And I'm like, ooh, because last week I was a little nervous in the new venue here, but I got, I think I'm getting used to it. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. Uh, why? I don't know. It just does. I don't really know how to get out of here. Oh, yeah, I do. Here I go. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> I swear. Wait, what's happening now? Sound and here we go. Bye.